Warning, this podcast is rated not safe for work for profanity, sexual innuendo, and general silliness. All right, I don't know how the fuck you got here, but we're at the Macabre Academy. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hi, guys. There you go. My name is Steffi. I'm Murdy Witch, and I am here, as always, with the full gang today. There's a cat. There's a cat. There is a cat. (laughs) She's so loud. Here, go ahead. Speak, baby. She just needs love. Speak. She's just purring now. She's got what she wants. Okay. So I am not going to allow for much banter in the beginning of this episode, so I do apologize because it's going to happen organically. It'll happen. Okay. Listen, (laughs) I did a dumb thing where I stayed up. All of last night and then went to work. So I literally have not been to sleep since Saturday night and it's Monday now. It's my fault. I did a stupid thing. Okay, look. So I found an apartment today. I'm going to be moving. So at some point we're going to miss an episode or two because I don't know how long it's going to take for internet to get hooked up in the new apartment. So in this life transition, I was worried that I did Tara dirty because I made her wait and wait, and wait. And I'm like, oh shit, I don't have enough notes. I didn't even finish my one book for this. I sat here and typed 20 pages last night because something the fuck is wrong with me. I didn't think I had enough. And now it's a two-parter. So strap in, guys. It's serious. Kev, you holding on to your tits? You ready for this? Let's rock and roll. Or as they say in the streets, let's fucking go. Yes. Okay, so this is the long-awaited Changeling episode that we promised, I don't know, somewhere in like the third episode, and here we are at 23? Like 20 episodes later? We are trash. <laughs> Completely. But I hope I hope it is worth the wait. I liked that somebody said, maybe we should do an episode on this, and the few listeners that we have, like, hung on to it. So that, that mm-hmm. makes me really happy. So we're going to look, we're going to start off with simple, okay? Encyclopedia Britannica is my buddy, okay? So a changeling derives from folklore. And the, the, the entry in the encyclopedia says deformed or imbecilic offspring of a fairy or elves that are swapped for a human infant who is generally unbaptized. So I think a lot of people know, maybe they don't, maybe I'm just weird, that there was that big fight between the Catholics and the Protestants in Ireland. Anybody know? Mm -mm. Okay. No. All right. Well, then ignore that. Let's just go with the Catholic Irish. So Ireland in 1895 just started having these Catholic chapels being built. And the paradigm currently in Ireland was shaped by oral traditions rather than written word because it wasn't necessary for economic survival. And what's, what you don't think of on this cusp of this time period is that literacy is the key to participating in the modern world. You know, the advent of science. And I always keep, I can't say this enough, STEM, do the STEM ladies. Do it, okay? It's important. I suck at the science today. I love it anyway. 
anyway, you start to see scholars coming in. You start to see them doing the writing thing of all these oral traditions. The National University of Ireland had the Department of Irish Folklore with a collection assembled and cataloged all of these stories since 1927 onward. So that means I have a lot of fucking stories, okay? But by the 20s, when they were collecting these, oral traditions were dying out. And they actually used a Swedish model called the Handbook of Irish Folklore by Sean oh, Osula Habens. That, that butcher, it's gone. It's, I just committed, sorry. Yeah. But there was a similar tradition in Scotland and variations across Europe. So this isn't exclusively Irish. Sorry, guys. All right. So what we're trying to see is invisibly, invisible normally, but always present. Okay, these, these fairy beings, they live in the air, under the, the earth, and in the water. And what's crazy is they vary greatly in size. So they could be just slightly smaller than us or so tiny that hundreds can be blown away on a single breath. I keep thinking daddy lions in my head mm-hmm. with that one. That's what I was thinking too. Thank you. Okay. So they're not human though. Not human. I'm not talking about human fairies. Oh. But they have similar characteristics. Ready? Mm-hmm. They like to keep cows. They sell cattle. They dig on whiskey and music which is the same, pretty hard. They like gold, milk, tobacco. They hate iron. I know, I love me some tobacco too. I literally have been on like a 36-hour bender fueled nothing by caffeine, or nothing but caffeine and nicotine. (laughs) I feel like Um, there's a song lyric. I feel like there's a song drop with you there. Sound me, get on that. Do you think, I don't know what you're talking about. You know more songs than me. Oh, I don't even know the name of it. Hold on. I'm going to have to Google it. Do I know more movies than you? Do you, how does that work? What's the dynamic? Now I'm confused. Uh, The dynamic is my new shoes are showing up tomorrow. So I'm very excited about that. Oh, those are pretty sexy. You never sent me a picture of your kitty with the mustache for Instagram. Yeah, I got, I got that. Hold on. He also never sent me his biography or headshot for the website. I actually just took the headshot pic tonight, so. Okay, good. Did you Photoshop it like I did? No. Because, like, I don't look like that. You do, It's uh, Cheryl Crow. Every day is a winding road. Oh, okay. Every day is a winding road. Maybe (laughs) a few bars here and there. It's in my head now that you said it. I can hear it now. The earworm is in there. I try my best. Okay. So fairies hate iron. Remember the iron Sounds thing? Sounds like me. Yeah. Uh, they also don't like fire, salt, or Christians. Me. <laughs> okay. So there are theories that fertile males are limited. Okay. In the fairy world. So they need to kidnap women children and most often young men to strengthen the fairy stock okay 
Sometimes these children are taken as an act of revenge by a vengeful fairy. Yeah. I like it. I like a good revenge kidnapping. Right? I think my favorite part is some of these kids are taken to act as servants. If I could have just got my eldest daughter to pick up her clothes and put them in the hamper, I would have been happy. Exactly. I still don't do that. Yeah, I don't know how they are enslaving children. <laughs> I refer to my bedroom as my depression room right now because the entire side of my bed is just clothes that I just don't want to put away. Oh, Brandy. It's I have fine. an entire second room that is just my closet. I mean, I need that, but, but right now, like, I'll show you later. My side of the bed is just like a mountain of clothes, and they're all clean. I just don't have the energy or care to put them away. I'm pretty stoked because my new apartment has a ginormous closet. I can hide in it and pop out. I'm so excited. Ooh, can we put a mattress in there and that's where I'll sleep? You'll you'll sleep in the closet? I, 100%. Okay, that's fine. Before anything's in the closet. Perfect. You get to be the monster in my closet. 100%. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm going to try to stay on topic because there's a lot here and we barely have scratched the surface and I feel like I don't even know how far we're in, but we're, we're barely in page one. Okay, so this is going to take a minute. So fairies, slightly mischievous, but if you mind your business and stay chill, they reward favors, okay? These beings are supernatural that live parallel to humans and belong in the margins. I love the margin. I see the cat. Mm-hmm. The Macabre Academy is slowly getting taken over by cats. Lucy's there. There. Are. there. That's and you Leo. Got, and you got a Leo. Kev's cats are inside because he's smoking a cigar on the porch, but that's okay. We know they're there. Yep. All four of them are just chilling inside. Are you going to find me a kitten for my new apartment? Yes. Your apartment? <gasps> you got to find me a so, kitten. Listen, do you want a three-legged cat? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, I do. So Tiffany's friend, Anne, is going to adopt a three-legged cat, and she's allergic to cats. So when Anne needs a place for this cat to go live, because she's not going to want it for more than two weeks, I will bring it to your house. Perfect. I might have to give my new landlord a small deposit, but at this point, I just... I'm, uh, Yin's made me fall back in love with cats. I mean, you can have well, mine, I mean, you got that, not Leo. You got that one behind you, just fucking chilling. I know, that's thing. my brother's cat. I want Murray, but I'm not allowed to have him. Actually, I would take Lucy, too, in a heartbeat. She's just been a cuddle. Look how she's just so pristine. She is. just She's regal. She's taken over my bed. Mm-hmm. But I must divert back to the podcast because me staying on topic is me a hot, hot mess today. I am a hot mess express. So they belong to the margins. Okay. So we know that from the Morrigan, since I stayed in Ireland like a crazy person, they that that their underground nature okay equals the unconscious secrets the unspeakable eavesdropping and riddles and sensuous they're colorful they're musical they're carefree so they capture the imagination the erotic and emotional dimensions of human life I think maybe that's why I'm slowly falling in love with fairies the more I do this freaking research. So back to the changelings. Um, It's thought that the fairy is left behind 
instead of this human child so that it could receive the love that the baby was supposed to get. And this is helpful, which I kind of love for, for the elderly fairies who need like a peaceful way to live out the rest of their life. Technically, though, these stories can be classified as legends, right? We keep thinking fairy tales, fairy tales. No, 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 no. They're legends. A legend is a story come, coming from the past. It's regarded as historical, even though it can't be authenticated, Okay. Fairy tales, which I love, are children's stories about magical and imaginary beings and lands. Legends are a complex world of art, kind of like describing uh, all the things outside of human control. Not a magical land far, far away. This is here, it's present, and it's just outside of reach. But the fun part is, is like, okay, so this all sounds whimsical and fun and awesome, but this is the Macabre Academy. So, you know, it's about to get dark as fuck, right? Of course. So here is your content warning. There's, there's kids uh, violence against children. If you do not want to hear it, please, please peace out. Cause that's like the entire rest of this episode. We love you. But if you could fast forward to the end of the episode and then just catch the end of it. To give us those lessons, really appreciate it. Yeah, I want the weird but true for this one. I cannot wait. Oh, I, oh, I got a good one. Okay. Well, actually, we're going to have to wait. I'm going to have to learn patience here. So these fairy lures, you know, these changelings, okay, in reality are any child that was deformed, sick, or paralyzed, often suffering from birth defects. And this was called fairy struck. And in reality, there was an easy label assigned to these children because they were problematic to families who were caring for them. Now, I found this article written by D.L. Asheman at the place I went to college, the University of Pittsburgh. Now, this one's circa 1997. I was three years old. I was going to say, is this as old as you? (laughs) 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 So he found this often, uh, I stutter when I'm tired and when I'm drunk. Yeah. Is it cute? I'm hoping it's endearing at this point. A hundred percent. So, okay. He collected, I keep doing the okay instead of, um, this is terrible. I took public speaking. I know better than this. This is what. I prefer okay to um. If you're going to do one or the other, go for okay. Because um, just drives me up. Mm. I, I could have done the valley girl like totally like those fairies like, were so, like completely um, totally Listen, if you're gonna do that shit you need to put your fucking blonde wig back on my blonde wig <laughs> actually yeah i maybe tomorrow i'll get a wig on for when we go yeah because we're doing reiki tomorrow that means we got to talk to chris and schedule the reiki episode we got a guest speaker Ooh, fancy kev you're the only one not getting reiki i'm sorry you're trash. I'm cool with that. But you're going to meet the guy. So hopefully I'll you I'll just have- put myself on mute for that episode. Just be here to like. No, I need oh. your questions. You're the Do outside. Do you not believe in this? I don't even know what you're talking about. Perfect. Oh, okay, cool. So we're going to teach Kev about Reiki. later. Huh? I have to send you a TikTok later. Okay, great. But I have to, I have to podcast now. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, I'm going to redirect if I may. You may not. Too bad. It's my podcast. We'll get her off topic soon. 
Yeah, it's not hard when I'm this tired. Same. Okay, so University of Pittsburgh, circa 1997. This guy collected a bunch of stories, and they're great. So the Grimm's had a collection of children and household tales, and this one dates back to 1812, and it's called The Elves. Okay, so fairies and elves are kind of interchangeable. I saw the face, Brandy. Both my eyes work, by the way, just so you know. Okay. That shit's not going to fly. I can see you. Oh, damn it. (laughs) Okay. So the story goes, a mother had her child taken from the cradle by elves. In its place, they they laid a changeling with a thick head and staring eyes that would do nothing but ink, eat, and drink. I try to make it ink, which is eating and drinking at the same time. That's not a thing. You, can't, you physically can't do that. Brandy muted herself, so I will continue. Because Tiffany just walked in, and I uh, don't want loudness, that's all. Thank you. Hi, Tiffany. She's wearing earbuds. He's so polite, though. She Tiffany can't hear you. Does Tiffany listen to the podcast? Yeah. Okay, good. Hi, Tiffany. Join the Patreon. <laughs> okay. In distress, she went to the neighbor and asked for advice. The neighbor told her to carry the changeling into the kitchen, set it on the hearth, make a fire, Boil water in two eggshells. This should make the changeling laugh. And if he does, it'll be all over with him. The woman did everything just as the neighbor had said. She placed the eggshells filled with water over the fire and the blockhead said, Now I am as old as the Westerwood and I have never seen anyone cooking in eggshells. And he began laughing about it. And when he laughed, a little band of elves appeared. They brought forth the rightful child, set it on the hearth and took the changeling away. I thought that they were going to like boil the child. Well, first, and I was really disgusted. (laughs) I was not okay with that. I was like, that sounds like some good eating. Right? Baby's tender, right? That's what veal is. It's baby cow. I hate it. No, I want a full-grown cow. I want the red meat, and I still want it mooing. Okay? Let the the thing live for a little while. It's aged meat tastes better. Brandy's face. Okay. So I have another true story about changelings out of Poland. Okay, but this is from 1580. So it's even farther back. So this one is not being read from the children's book. So it's a Steffi version. So you might want to hide the kids, okay? Hide your kids, hide your wife. This is my version of the story, okay? So you're getting my version, not word for word. So once there was a shitty nobleman who forced his subjects to harvest a large crop of hay for him every freaking summer. One year... A woman had just given birth to a baby boy right before this harvest was going to happen. And even in her postpartum state, she is required to immediately return to the fields. So childcare wasn't a thing. So she had to take the infant son with her. 
So in her brilliance, she sets the child down in a tuft of grass and goes about her work completely unintended. Okay. She returns sometime later. Bad plan. It's a bad plan. Yeah. But she comes back later and she goes, hmm, I should probably breastfeed this kid because, you know, tits the best. Now, when she does this, the kiddo is freaking the fuck out. And he is suckling her booby like there is no tomorrow. And she goes, clearly not my son, but I'm going to take this kid with me anyway. Why the hell not? Okay. Now, this baby was colicky as fuck. Now, I had this happen to, to Catherine, right? She was actually the easiest baby I've ever had. But Christmas Eve, she got passed around too much. She just got overstimulated. All right. And she screamed the entire Christmas Eve night. And it's the only night she did it. This woman left her baby in a fucking field in the sun and the heat of summer and then decides it's freaking out for no reason. The woman is brought to the point of exhaustion, very similar to myself, but hers was out of stress just trying to care for this colicky baby. So she goes to this nobleman, right, and says, look, you better help me figure this shit out if you want me to go back to work. So the nobleman has a brilliant solution. Take the child back to that point where she left and neglected this baby and beat it stupid with a switch. So crazy enough, this lady goes sound advice and does just that. And of course the baby starts wailing, right? Bloody murder until the devil pops up. And he's like, fuck you, lady. Happy ending, because it turns out the lady, she, the baby she beat stupid with the switch was his. And she has now her baby back. No more changeling. Brandy, it looks like you might have some thoughts. So, like, once again, why are we beating children? What if it wasn't that? I got an answer. You have a perfect question at the perfect time. So these stories represent a pre-industrial age where family survival was dependent on all members of the house to help with labor, okay? Physical, manual labor, okay? They couldn't afford to have a highly dependent child depleting their already scarce resources. So this changeling label is the perfect scapegoat to abuse abandon or kill these children yeah okay it's still not as bad as mangala but you know it sucks still not okay yeah according to the irish post it says if family was unable to care for a child particularly one who felt there were no use to them in the future due to some undiagnosed condition it was easier for them to lose their child believing they were taken away by a gang of fairies than to believe that they were going to let their child die. Straight up. Now, this is all a way to deal with crazy shit that's beyond our control or understanding. Plain, simple fact of life is that kids don't always develop according to plan. No. And this society has set up this standard where there is no obligation to take care of the handicapped if your physical welfare is at stake. 
So this means we're looking at infanticide as a fact of royal living. Rural. I know. Hang in there. But this is a sacrifice for the greater good. Kevin, do you know any other cultures that might have done such a thing? You know, I think I just might. Mm. I watched 300 a couple times. I think I'm up to date on this. That's my notes. It says, this is Sparta, literally. It truly is. (laughs) So I guess you want me to do get into my research. Yeah, do your thing, because Kev did the research as as because I properly communicated which episode we're on this week. Yes, you did. (laughs) Unlike last week where I was taken completely shocked. That was my fault. My bad. Trash. It was still a great episode, though. I, I enjoyed it immensely. But, uh, yeah, I was complete. I was like, oh, shit, I am on completely the wrong episode. Um, I listened to that this morning, and I still laughed at the Batman script out loud. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, that was hysterical. That was so good. And then I heard it again, and I laughed again. <laughs> oh, man, it was, it was, yeah, that was hysterical. Sometimes Batman, all times orphan. <laughs> I think the best part is the coupon for the for the parents that it's fired. Yes, <laughs> that part was that part was unbelievably funny. All right, but you got You got to tell us about infanticide in Sparta. Sorry, Kev. All right. So from birth until about the age of seven, the kids lived with their parents. You know, it was raised by their family, so they could overcome their fears as a child. They accompanied their father to the. the the dining halls, the way going the way to the culture, um, basically like a military mess. So you know that kid's fucked up. So, oh, my bug light is flickering and driving me insane. I had to for a second. All right, there we go. We gotta get our shit together, guys. I, I know, you almost just died. I did. I, I I forgot I wasn't a mermaid and hailed water. Yeah, don't it's do out that. Out of our beautiful you. matching Starbucks cup that you and me both have. Yes. Wait, I have a mermaid cup right now. Actually, you got to help me build that coffee bar in my new place. I want your it's coffee a mermaid bar. With blue hair. It's okay. Beautiful. Sparta. So, I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep us on task. Sparta. Kev. Yes. Uh, where was I? I've lost my place in my notes. Um, seven. Okay. I remember being seven. Mess hall. Yeah. Learning the things. So, so from the, from the moment they were born, they were tested to make sure they embodied the image of what a Spartan warrior should be. So immediately after birth, the child was dipped into a bath of wine to test its strength and fortitude, which makes, you know, sense. I could deal with that. Wine? Yeah. Wine. Can I have a bath, a bath of bath wine? Of, right? Can hey, you got to do the place. Do whatever you want to do. Just live stream that shit. Oh, and my God. Brandy, off. we got to fill the tub with wine and take a wine bath. But it has to be white wine or it'll stay in the tub. That's okay. Okay, cool. Da- Can down. we drink the wine as we bathe Yeah, in we'll it? just get giant straws. Perfect. Oh, my I God. I have the weirdest bar right now. <laughs> Actually, there's an amusement park in Japan that is nothing yes. but wine. What's that? That Safia Nusgard yeah. or whatever went there. What's her name? Is Saf- it Nygard? That, yeah, whatever. I don't all right, know. so they bathe the baby in wine, which we're all about. All about. Apparently. How does that test uh, fortitude? I'm getting this. Oh, okay, okay, great. Let's do it. Uh, they believe that a, a weak child 
would uh, convulse and die when bathed in What the water. kind of wine is it? It doesn't say. Does it matter? It's Sparta. It's strong as shit. All right. Okay. It might as well be brandy. Ha, brandy. Okay, cool. Ha. Yeah. Hi. If You're the named child- after strong ass wine. Way to go. I'll just sit here and wait while you two talk amongst yourselves. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not the, sorry. Uh, I didn't say you should be. <laughs> if the child passed this particular test, they were then taken before the group of by their father before the group of elders. If the fathers found the child deficient in any way, uh, frail looking, deformed, you know, whatever, uh, then the child would be left on the side of a mountain to die. Oh, damn. So, you know, that's a fun start to the world. Right. So, and then then until the age of seven, like I said, they, you know, they lived with their parents. Uh, Where am I? I keep losing my place in my notes. That was a good one. At least a five. Uh, Apparently you had until about the age of 20 to be, to apply for and be accepted to uh, a military group in a sense. Uh, and you were required to attend, like a mess hall, I should say. Uh, and you were, and you were required to attend it daily, unless there was a good excuse, like you're performing a sacrifice or out on a hunt, whatever. Uh, and you didn't wear any shoes because it would harden your feet and help you move faster. And they were only allowed to to uh, own one garment a year. A a year. A year. One garment. So a like, year. was I it washed on the regular? Naked? No. Well, wait, if I only get one garment a year, do I have to choose between like a bra or underwear and then pants? They didn't wear I guess you pants. Can get one, you can only get one every year. So I'd, I'd go for like a toga. What? No. I would go for a skirt. That's what a toga is. So but I don't want a top. So you're just going to have the girls free? Yeah. I can fuck it's with fine. this. I can fuck with this. <laughs> Look, you don't know. Look. Men do not know how lucky they are that they can they can just nipple out. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I'm all for free the nipple. Yeah, free the nips. Oh my God, you guys, life has changed drastically for all of us. Everyone's stuck inside, many with kids or pet underfoot, and the uncertainty of each and every day can cause stress beyond reason. So let's take some time to be kind and treat yourself, especially to some happy adult fun time. If you're looking for a book that draws you in and gets your blood stirring, I would like to call your attention to Strands of Solace. Rewoven by Cheryl Sukachek. For all of you nerdy witches out there, this story unfolds with the classic feel of a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. An epic quest to recover a magic sword in a vibrant new world brought to you by a truly gifted author. Enjoy memorable characters with complex relationships and some scorching scenes that make it an adult playground. You might need to take a shower to cool down, or can you take the heat? Find this sultry tale only on Amazon and Amazon Kindle now. Free the but 
Well, it's it's true because men in the Victorian era also had to cover their chestular region. Okay. But they rebelled and went shirtless. But the women were forced to stay covered because they were it was too sexy to reveal it. But which is crazy because women's breasts aren't primarily for sex. They're for rearing children. So the fact that they're over-sexualized drives me batshit crazy. Batshit crazy. You can you can sexualize my lady parts all you want, but I don't consider my breasts lady parts. They're they're just my chest. Just in there. See, I just don't have boobs, so I don't have any saying this. Because hmm. I could walk around like without a bra. Like I went to Walmart tonight without a bra on, and I have no shame in that. Guys, we're being real bad. Yeah, but it's yeah, Walmart. I, so that's kind of to be expected. So yeah. I mean, yeah, but like I had this sweatshirt on. Like you can't tell shit. I still look like a twelve-year-old, so it's fine. <laughs> Jeff, do you have any more notes? Um, I could go on if you'd like me to, or we could just evolve into pointless banter. No, not pointless banter. <laughs> I sp- I stayed up all night on this. Listen, okay. I think this is going really good. So let's just keep going. I should have started with the banter, so I let it get out of your systems. It's never going to get out of my system. You know what? The second part's going to be better. It always is. <laughs> so after the homeschooling age, which was up to seven years with your family, then you went and joined the uh, word I'm not going to try to pronounce. And uh, that's kind of like the educational system where the boys were enrolled. And you've And after you go to this educational system, you never live with your parents again. You're just gone. So after seven, you just never live with your parents again. Never live with your parents again. You're gone. You, you're you're a ward of the state, essentially. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you lived in groups with about sixty other boys, which is another word I'm not going to try to pronounce. So sorry, y'all. Uh, it was run by an older Spartan youth, and he was kind of like the teacher. Um, he was around like twenty. Who helped develop them into warriors, and they would eat with the others. They would eat uh, with the older Spartan at their home, and they would give them quizzes and teach songs of war and history. Um, they would play ball games. They would ride, swim, study dancing and wrestling, uh, and they slept on beds of reeds to strengthen and uh, desensitize them to pain. And they were also regularly whipped. I mean, I I like getting whipped on the the regular. Uh, and if you cried out during these whippings, you were whipped more until you could suffer in silence. Don't fucking touch me. I'll murder you. <laughs> I thought the oh. point was to get the noises out of you if you get get whipped. Like, and this lasted until you were 16. Me. 16? Yes. That's eh, not so bad. So from 7 to 16, you were repeatedly whipped until you could deal with it without crying out. That's yeah, nine like, fucking years of being whipped. Yeah, but how long do you think it took before they were like, fine, if I don't talk, if I don't say anything, like, it'll just, like, not be as bad. You want to find out? I mean, listen, I won't cry out, but the second I don't make any noise, you can't whip me again. <laughs> I got this. Are you guys done? I stopped. But Kevin's annoyed with us today. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm back to teaching. I'm just going to sit here until you all quiet down. No, this You're is legit. Teacher? Yeah. What did you teach? Brandy's learning the things. 
<clears throat> well, Kev, why don't you give her your background so she knows why you're edumacated? Do we really want to do this on the podcast, or should we do it afterwards? We can do no, it we're going to do it. It's too late. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm trash. That's okay. We're all trash. Don't worry about it. Uh, so at the age of 16, they began to train for war. And essentially what they did is they fought battles against the slaves of Sparta, which, you know, is fun. Mm. So you have these, these guys being trained for war who are just let loose upon the, uh, the slaves of the kingdom. And it was seen as uh, keeping the uh, slave population in check. Hmm. And then we get into other things, which we probably don't need to cover on the podcast. Since this is about what happened to them as they were growing up. And, you know. So there's what? There's this very strong sense that the community could not have any weakness. They have to breed strength. Now, for the yes. Spartans, it's war. But for the Irish, it's labor, it's farming, right? Both both have these extreme ideas and superstitions to help strengthen their breed, let's say. Um, but these, okay, so these are primitive answers to the dilemma that parents have with these deep spiritual beliefs or whatever, and they're so ingrained into the local f- folk culture that uh, you remember our buddy Martin Luther of the Protestant Church. Love that guy. Yeah, so good, Brandy. You don't know what we're talking about. No, no. Kev, who was Martin Luther? He nailed a writing to the door of a church and started the Protestant religion. It was to a Catholic church. This starts the war. Okay, I kind of remember that. Mm -hmm. Well, Martin Luther... There's a great Eddie Izzard sketch. There's a great Eddie Izzard sketch on it. It's fucking hilarious. Look it up. Tweet that shit. Do you know how many times my phone blows up a day because you tweeted something, Kev? Well, that's your fault for having tweet notifications on for me. I'm not that interesting. You really are. It's just me yelling at famous people. My favorite was, is like, we should not, is what you tweeted today. And then on my phone, it said www.twitter. And it was a link. But for the way it read on my phone, it was like, we should not Twitter. And it was really <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Okay. So Martin Luther weighed in on change. I don't remember what that link. tweet was. I don't remember. I just remember clicking the link and I was like, oh, that's not what he meant. <laughs> All right, so Martin Luther weighed in on changelings, and there is evidence that he was also a true believer of these uh, fairy beliefs and practices. Fae origins may lie with Lucifer and his followers that were expelled from heaven, and that's why they're so jealous of Christians and mean them harm. However, they're not completely shitty because fairies also wish to return to heaven. Above all, right, they must have enough blood to write their name to return to heaven, but they often come up short. It's also thought that Satan caused malformed babies. So the devil's work was to place these changelings in exchange for healthy kids on like the regular. 
changelings were regarded to not possess a human soul. So you could basically get away with treating that empty flat, like that empty sack of flesh any way you wanted to. It's okay. It wasn't a person. There's no soul there. My dad said that about dogs. I almost punched him in the face. I would have kicked him in the balls. Yeah. He said dogs aren't, dogs don't have souls. He's like, I love dogs, but they don't get to go to heaven because they don't have souls. I'm like, daddy, you're crazy. Nobody's going to your heaven. All dogs go to heaven. Yes. All dogs go to heaven. And apparently most cats, if they're not possessed by the devil. So none of my cats got it. Mm-hmm. So the overwhelming message of fairy legends is that the unexpected may be guarded against by careful observance of the society's rules. This is encompassing things like child rearing, boundaries of norms, acceptable behaviors, and breaches show how ethics become forfeit. Okay. This is where we get into these crazy suggestions coming from neighbors noblemen, the church. Parents could abuse their kids all willy-nilly after that point. You see stuff too like, oh, it's bad. Okay, drowning, severe beatings, starvation, being placed on a hot stove or a red-hot shovel, and then ultimately murder. And that what's fucked up is these stories do not misrepresent or exaggerate these atrocities because they fucking happened. This was done. Now, Tara, right, our favorite child of House Barnum, sent me information based on a, a presentation she did for college about changelings. So this was her, her her baby. She pointed me in the right direction. Unfortunately, I, I rabbit hole that shit. But I'm going to read. I'm going to use her as a source because I, I found her, her research very interesting from her slide show notes and stuff. And and Tara said in her notes, when I first started reporting the story, I was horrified that a human being could treat another so wickedly. I soon had to accept that this situation was indeed like one of the fairy tales gone horribly wrong. After much thought, I realized imagination is the bridge that connects the gaps between faith an assumption. She's a smart lady. And I love that she sat down and actually defined these things in her presentation. So I'm going to illuminate. Okay. Faith is complete trust in something. In this case, it's complete trust of personal knowledge. Okay. Personal knowledge is defined as knowledge, which has been acquired by the individual through their life experiences. Now, the assumption is where this kicks in. Assumption is where something is accepted as true or certain without having proof. Okay. I can go with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think the point that she was making here about these changelings are assumed changelings. They don't have real proof, right? There is no proof. Right. It's all off of personal personal knowledge based on faith, and I mean she just pumped that shit. I had to I had to add it, but okay. So it also sucks because the legends provide false hope. Okay, like a fairy tale, there's always a happy ending or a reward for beating the shit out of the changeling. 
It provides hope and fulfills wishes to escape from debilitating diseases and birth defects. Of course, I want to look at another fairy tale or legend uh, from Norway called A Changeling Betrays His Age. It is as follows. On Lindholm Farm, there was a supposed changeling. No one could remember when he was born or when he had come to the farm. No one had ever heard him speak, but all the same, they were afraid to do anything to him or make him angry. He ate so much that the family had been living from hand to mouth for generation to generation on his account. So in this case, right, this isn't a eternal child and the issue is not resolved in one generation or a lifetime. So you can go balls to the walls with dra- drastic measures, okay? There is a fear that an internal an internal child like some say that these are older than the forest or whatever remain helplessly dependent on the family's attention and limited resources for an indeterminate amount of time and none of these people have time for them shenanigans i would gladly take an eternal child just saying what kev same ain't nobody got time for that we do we love babies can we just freeze evie right now yes figure it out okay so they did try to ward against fairies and uh, children were heavily watched as a preventative measure i guess instead of leaving them out in the middle of a field Uh (laughs) but this often was at the cost of sleep depriving the mother who had to work asap after birth that was not a misrepresentation there was no six to eight week (laughs) postpartum period Okay, you popped out a baby, you bled for two days, and then you got up and you went, kept it moving. Since the church was also weighing in on fairies and changelings, you could use Christian regalia as protection. So these are things like Bibles, holy water, crucifixes, and uh, effigies of saints. Okay, but they also advocate baptism to help out, but... The church isn't offering you any guarantees because they know that folklore shit is like ingrained. So with all this fairy fuckery going on, you see the advent of folk remedies from fairy doctors to offer solutions. Now, this commonly included rituals and rest accompanied with herbal medicine. Now, there were a couple herbs that were used most often. You have purple foxglove. St. John's wort, and hembane. And of course, I had to look that up. Medically speaking, purple foxglove is actually used in medicines for congestive heart failure and can relieve the fluid retention and irregular heartbeat associated with said disorder. And now I, I personally have used St. John's wort in my pain bomb, so I'm all about this, this, this herb. Um, it's mainly used for treating depression, PMS, eczema, wounds, minor burns, and even the aggravating hemorrhoids. Now, henbane is used for the digestive tract and treating scar tissue. So where are my hedge witches and kitchen witches at? I think you should tweet me. Tell me how I did. But that, that was actually some science I laid down. Fairy remedies were rarely based on science. Ingredients used in the cures 
were only chosen because of the symbolism tied to the lore. Often, countrymen aided with injuries uh, and illnesses of people or animals. So they're just pulling shit willy-nilly. So the best-known medicine woman, I'm excited, ready? Her name is Biddy Early of Farkle, or the wise woman of Claire. Brandy, you're muted. No, I'm not. You were. You made a face. I went, and then Uh I love that. (laughs) She was an elderly woman, so I think this is where you get old Biddy, and I use this a lot. Oh. You know, you old bitty. I don't know that for sure. Don't, you know, you can fact check me. That's fine. I just feel it in my, my jellies. In your jellies? In my jellies. She was an Irish herbalist who offered assistance to her neighbors and the animals. And she was incredibly insightful and intuitive, which helped her recognize and understand people's needs and then choose an appropriate yet creative measure to address them. At some point, okay, Biddy acquired a bottle that became as famous as she was. And it was a scrying bottle. And it contained some sort of dark liquid. When considering possible cures for her, vi- you know, her, her visitors, she consulted said bottle. And she took this thing with her everywhere. And it was even with her when she died. Her cures are the main reason she became well-known and her strong personality was another factor. So she's a little sassy like Brandy, I feel like. So she went against the disapproval of local tenant farmers. And as a result, the Catholic priests accused her of witchcraft. Of course they did. Uh Every time I think of this, I think of that really great girl doing the makeup don't let the men know we can shapeshift or they're going to call the church. Yes. That always makes me think of that. The church hated this shit because folk medicine was uh, secretive and performed without invoking God. So it was defiant of their authority. Oh, fairies. No, they're not sitting there like, Jesus, expel the fairies. Okay. The yeah. church would have preferred that. I think. In 1865, they actually formally accused Biddy of witchcraft under the act from 1586. And she was brought before the court in Ennis. It looks like penis without a P. So. I think that's right. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah. I want it to be penis so bad because I never grew up. No. This would have been unusual in the late 1860s, okay? And there were a few people that had agreed to testify against her for the uh, witchcraft charge, but they backed out. And then she was released for lack of sufficient evidence. Now, she had a very kind of like, she had this very strange set of doctrines that she prescribed to. And many illnesses were very mischief and she included things like mental retardation but i can't even say it you got what i'm trying to say failure to thrive and polio uh english actually derives the word polio polio from the irish poxy it's like poc p-o-c 
Space. So why is it always polio? I don't I don't know. Everything's always polio. Yeah, you said a thing about the polio before. I can't the bring anti- the peanut butter, you can't bring the polio, but like yeah. why is it always polio? <laughs> I don't know. Well, she considered strokes to be fairy strokes, even though they're actually paralysis from a cerebral hemorrhage. hemorrhage. Uh, postnatal depression was called a uh, fairy fever, which was causing delirium. And she also included uh, tuberculosis, sepsis, and anorexia. Okay, cool, cool. It's all, it's all fairy shenanigans. Cool. All of it. The only way for her cures to work was to follow her directions exactly to the T. So if it didn't work, that means you done fucked up somewhere. That's a good way to make that work. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's not my fault. You fucked up. Pretty much. It, it removes liability. Oh. This kind of folk magic at this time was also corroborated by Sir William Wilde. He was a physician and father to the Irish poet Oscar Wilde. That's why I know the name. Okay. Mm-hmm. He collected stories as payment for services rendered to the country residents. His widow later published these stories, but I couldn't exactly find the fucking name. Okay. <laughs> it was in the Bork. Bork. Yeah, sure. It was in the book that I was researching with, which I'll get to. Uh, It's called uh, The Burning of Bridget Cleary, but it didn't tell me the name of the Sir William Wilde book that his widow published. So Madhouse points if you can find it for me. In this book, there's a note number 53 on tuberculosis. I'm going to read the entry. Synonyms. Atrophy emaciation, wasting away, decline and decay is my favorite, infantile consumption, air quote, be gone, air quote, struck, a blast, fairy stricken. It was frequent and fatal up to 10 years old regarding changelings, regarded as changelings when attempts to be healed by fairy doctors. That's his note. Now, Wilde also described a story of a man in Kerry that thought his son or child was a changeling and he roasted the child alive. But he wasn't charged. He was deemed insane. I did not find his name. It's just in the Wilde accounts. So, like, is there a special place in hell for those people? Or, like, do they still go to heaven because they thought they were doing okay? Well, hang in there. We're going to look at a few more cases and then you tell me. Okay, because we're we're almost through this episode. So, in the Burke book, I found a Morning Post article from July 1826 by some guy named Thomas Crofton Croker. There was a lady named Anne Roche, or Roche, take your pick who drowned her four-year-old son, whom she named Michael Lay. Her act of homicide was done 
to the fact that the child couldn't walk or speak. So she also considered him very struck. Okay. And she was acquitted of all charges because she was regarded as a crazy lady just trying to figure out a way to cure her son. At the time, right, all these crazy crimes elicit leniency from the courts due to superstitions, even though they were strange to the people in power. Just like they're weird to us. They got a pass. No. But it was. It was get out of jail free card. Here you go. Brandy's face. I'm not happy. One last story. January 30th, 1888. We find ourselves with the story of Joanna Doyle. Now, this, this motherfucking lady was 45 years old, and she could barely speak English. I can barely speak English, too. But she can barely speak, you know, the Queen's English. And she had been admit, admitted to Killarney Asylum because she murdered her 12-year-old son, Dennis, for being an epileptic idiot using a hatchet. And what's fucked up, I see your face, it's worse. Her husband and her three older kids helped. She said that Dennis was an imbecile and not her son. He was the devil, a bad fairy. And her 18-year-old daughter, when she was questioned after her mother was admitted to the insane asylum, was not shocked that her brother had been murdered because she believed he was a fairy because his mother said so. This no. is rampant. Randy's face. No. Mm-hmm. Ow. There is no state or religious services to ease these symptoms associated with these um, society of poor communities. Fiction was their only outlet. And it ultimately winds up as a euphemism for domestic abuse. Fuck you, fairy antelope. You're dead. Kevin, final thoughts before we move on to the end of the episode because that's that that i am setting up the framework it's all the hard stuff it's laid okay people are terrible huh people are terrible you say that every episode well he's not wrong i'm not wrong you're never wrong kev i need to tell you a story later and he's i'm wrong wrong. often okay so I guess we need a bit of a palate cleanser then, huh? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Uh, cats? Cats? You're not a cat review podcast. All cats <laughs> are good cats. No. Well, I want to know something that is weird but true. That's what I oh, I have know. to come up with two of these. I only came up with one. Yeah, you got to find another one in part two. God damn it. You should have told me that. I only have one prepared. I texted you, everybody in the group chat that this was a two-parter. Yeah, I, I didn't put two and two together. I have one. All right, Brandy, hit us with it. I have okay. a mole under my boob that looks like a third nipple. That's not a weird but true. But it is weird and it's true. Technically, she's right. She's the best kind. <laughs> no. 
I'm not wrong. I okay, so it's weird and true for you, but it's I kind of want true. like something Ripley's believe it or not level. Oh, I don't have that either. What what do you have? No, I gotta save for part two. I have a mole that looks like a third nipple. That's your weird but true. So when I go post go. that on social media, that's what you got. Brandy has a weird mole that looks <laughs> like a third nipple. I'll send you a picture of it. <laughs> Perfect. So I guess it's time somebody chooses a number because I have the thing. Do you remember what the thing's called? Because I always say it. Not offensive dare. Yeah, not offensive dare. Yes. Okay, my darling witches, it's time for your weekly non-offensive dare. You must be a Patreon to participate so you can earn points for your house. Each month, the house with the most points gets to vote on weekly non-offensive dares, topics of future episodes, and so much more. Each week, once you've gotten your dare, you must safely and creatively complete a post on social media so that we can see that you've done the task. You can tag us at Twitter at Macabre Academy, or you can tag us on Instagram at The Macabre Academy, and you must include a hashtag with your house name to obtain the points. The world is a fucked up place. These dares are designed to bring silliness and random acts of kindness into the world. You must safely complete your dare. If you are unsafe, your points will not be counted. You can also earn additional points for your house by being the first to submit episode corrections to us at themacabacademy at gmail.com. Also, if we use your ideas or stories in a future episode, more points may be awarded. Let's return to the podcast to see what your weekly non-offensive dare will be. The thing. The thing. I don't fucking know. You know the thing. I do the same thing every week. This is my thing. It's out of the same notebook and you have to listen to me flipping through pages because I never put a fucking bookmark in here. This is now an ASMR podcast. Right? Here. You're welcome. I hope that was titillating. Guys, I don't know if Brandy's I should have you... picture sounds like it's going to be. Mm. I don't know if I should have you pick a number or if I should just close my eyes and, and point somewhere so on the So, like, what's my, like, options for numbers? The numbers are one to a hundred. And you... Right, but, like, what's my biggest gap? <sighs> Between your ears. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not usually quick with those. Oh, right, but there's, true. <laughs> there is nothing between 55 and 65. There's nothing between 82 and 95. Those are the biggest 62. Gaps. You like twos, Brandy. Is that your lucky number? I don't know. <sighs> this is not one of my better dares. So I hope you're fuck? proud of yourself. Are any of them your good dares? Yes. I still want to see one person complete being a T-Rex with T-Rex problems. I feel let down. What is your problem? What do you need? Sleep. Hold on. This fucker is sitting in the middle of the room crying. Brandy, nobody can see this. It's a... Yes, they can. You can see it. 
and he can see it, and um, Patreons can see it. So this is why our Patreons can Patreon. see it. So if you want to see it, join our Patreon. If you want to see the fucker sitting in the middle of the room crying, nobody has joined. Okay, like we got Tara, and then and then we got we got Cheryl and Brian and Brian. There you go, three people, three real Patreons, and, and the they only can t- see it. Yeah, but Cheryl doesn't listen to every episode. So I got I got a Brian who I, I love is finally engaging in the, the dares and correcting me. I I love when he corrects me because he cites sources instead of just like the dumbass bitch. I think bitch. he uh, followed me on Twitter, and if so, he's in for a wild ride. <laughs> Actually, he has like 3,000 followers, I think, or on his Twitter. He just I found me on Brian. Instagram too. He is he is doing the social media. I love it. Oh, I told him too. I was really excited. If you haven't listened to the Macabre Academy promo in a minute, it is updated with Kev. Updated completely. So you gotta go back and re-listen to our little blurb because it's awesome. But I still didn't tell you what the dare was. No, you didn't. Not at all. Okay, because it's that bad. No, I know because I got really excited because I love my Patreons. I love all three of them. Legit, I have three three Patreons. I only need four more for the podcast to pay for itself instead of me owing money. There you go. I only need four more, and then it balances my my habit. Sign up. Let's go, guys. Come on. Okay, dare number sixty-two. Count to ten in a new language. Can I make up a language? No. Oh. Like I learned, it was it's the easiest way to start doing a language. Like they always start you out with numbers. Like um, uh, I, I took Ich spreche ein Deutsch. I apologize for my accent, but it's ein zwei drei vier fünf sechs sieben acht neun zehn. Again, sorry for my accent. But that's like the easiest way to just start learning a new language is just counting. That's what we do with kids, right? Like A, B, C, D, one, two, three, four, five. That's that's the thing. So maybe you should just pick up something. I don't care if it's Swahili. Just try to learn to count to 10 in a new language. And if you could just send me a little video or a blurb of that, that'd be pretty cool. That's you trying a new thing. It's a, it's a non-offensive dare. It's safe. Okay. Brandy, have you ever taken another language? Yeah, I took a whole bunch, but now I can't remember how to say anything in any of them except for bitch. So, like, I'm sorry. Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Got our eighth grade French teacher fired for teaching us how to say fuck you, bitch. Kev, do you know how to count to ten in another language? I could probably muddle my way through some Spanish. So I can count to three in French. That's okay. where I'm stuck. Count. God oh. damn it, guys. Count. Un, oh, I didn't know you trois. wanted us to do it. Oh, wait. Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, seis. I'm at six. Uh, well, that I'm was fucked. twice as many as what you thought you could do. See? Well, look well at done. me. Overachieving. Look at me. Not so For dumb. the first time ever, we've overachieved on this podcast. <laughs> done. All right. That's it and for I a whole think week. That's guys. where we should end. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> We're done because I want to get to part two and then we got to figure out where the break is going to be. I'm thinking we should do 
episode 24 and 25 and then take a break so I can move into my apartment and get internet. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That works. Great. So this one's over. Let's let's uh let's let our listeners have a great week and then we're going to take a short break so I can go smoke a cigarette and wait for this to convert. Awesome. John, guys, this was a great banter episode. I'm so sorry it got derailed. No, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm so sorry, not sorry. I'm a white man. I'm sorry for everything. <laughs> I, guess, I, don't know. I didn't know. You know what's really weird, too? I'm, I'm, let me throw this in at the end of the episode. On my way home in my delirium, I decided it's a good idea to put YouTube on because my Spotify wasn't working. And I'm, I love Leo, that guy that makes everything metal. And his, ba- his beard in three different videos were in various stages of, of groomed. And it made me, like, pine to see... Kev's beard. <laughs> I was literally fantasizing about the shape of your facial hair all the way home. <laughs> like the Viking vibes. I need me a sh- I decided that if I am to date another male, it better be some strong ass Viking vibes or Nordic. Nordic I still have that shit. picture somewhere from when you braided my hair. I want to braid it again. It's so much longer now. I have short hair, I know, but I have an obsession with men with long hair. I, I oh, want all the hair. it's so much longer now. Kev, you're married, okay? You gotta quit, gotta quit teasing me, okay? He's taking down the hair. I am taking down the hair, which always takes I have no off. idea how Sound Maiden's gonna edit this into a usable episode at this point. She's just gonna Imagine. throw it away and tell us to do better next time. <laughs> right, she's gonna be like, you guys fucking suck, fix it. I thought I, 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 maybe I did do Tara dirty. I don't know. Let's, let's. I don't think so. You, uh, glorious man locks. Okay. I'm done. We're done. We're taking a break. Yeah. Look at how long it is. It's down in my fucking stomach. Oh my God. You kind of look like now you have Jesus vibes going on. I know. Don't I? A little bit. Holy shit. Is it hot with my hair down though? Holy fuck. We got to end the episode. Bye. Bye. That's that's the cast off now. It's just bye. 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 (laughs) This podcast was brought to you by Nerdy Witch in partnership with Sound Maiden. We want to thank all of our wonderful Patreons. For updates, please follow the Macabre Academy on Facebook. Remember to like, share, and listen exclusively on Buzzsprout. Soon, we'll be available wherever you listen to podcasts.